How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I like Mitch Holtz's voice in there. The Chiefs. I just look forward to football. I do. And, and specifically college football. The NFL I love. And, of course, we're the home of the Chiefs. And we are going to have some other NFL games. Breaking news. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I not. Maybe I jumped the gun on that. But we are going <laughs> to. No, we are. We'll, uh, we always do, though. We always have some extra uh, NFL action for you. We will this season on KMOX. But college football is what I'm pretty fired up about, yeah. to be honest. And um, Brian Kelly's with me. Tom Ackerman. James O'Sullivan is our producer. Mike Schilt is holding court with the media right now, so we're going to talk to him right after that. I talked to him earlier this morning. He's in Pittsburgh, so he's holding off uh, for us. We're going to talk to him right before the game. It's kind of cool. The Cardinals uh, crushed the Pirates yesterday. Adam Wainwright was brilliant. I'm not going to talk too much baseball here in this first segment because we're going to do that with Schilt and John Mosellock. Uh, at 10.50, right around the end of this hour. And then Joe Pott is going to take over at 11.10 after your news to get you into Cardinals. Cardinals play at 12.05 of BK. Uh, I'm pretty fired up about a lot of sports starting back up. Yes. And football is, you know, it's the most popular sport in America. And whether you uh, like it or not, it's here. I like it. And I know that it's a sport that some people question whether it would continue to grow because of safety concerns and kids playing other things. But I'll tell you what, here in St. Louis, it's alive and well. Let me start with high school. I mean, that game, I wasn't there because I had another event, but I would have. <laughs> CBC East St. Louis. I had people asking me for tickets Yeah, early last week. It was sold out. How do you get tickets? I'm like, I don't know. What do you do there? Go on StubHub? <laughs> I mean, I, 
you know, I don't know, hit up some of the prominent CBC alums for tickets. Uh, it was uh, a showdown that are East St. Louis. Are there any prominent CBC? Uh, there are. Oh, okay. oh, listen to the Dismet guy. <laughs> oh, I got a little something else for you here in just Uh-oh. a second. Uh-oh. Uh, not you, but uh, but for our slew friends. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, East St. Louis beats them 48-44 in a showdown. Great column this morning from Ben Fredrickson in the Post-Dispatch. It got me so fired up for college football Luther Burden, the wide receiver for East St. Louis, is the number one wide receiver in America. All right. He is the mm-hmm. number one wide receiver in the country. He plays for East St. Louis. He's a spectacular player. He does everything. And I agree, Ben. Mizzou's got to get him. And they got to find a way to get this guy. He's got Mizzou down in his final three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to get him. What are his others? I mean, I've had enough of Georgia one. Yeah. And then there, I think there's a third team that's kind of James, you know, I, I don't know for sure. I mean, it's probably Alabama or somebody, right, you know, like someone right. sniffing around there. Uh, but I mean, you got to keep these guys here and to do that. I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, now the ability to allow players to find uh, endorsement deals, Mm-hmm. It, it should be a factor, and somebody listen in our KMOX listening audience might want to step up here, and you know within the rules, of course, find a way to get Luther Burden's attention, and um, and I don't know how that all works, but you know if there's an opportunity there to grow your brand as a college athlete right here in St. Louis, your hometown, and then go to Mizzou, wouldn't you be attracted to that? I think that's what a lot of schools are doing, honestly, is to try to keep homegrown talent, is to say, hey, let's. Let's hook you up with one of our great people here in town and uh, make that an experience. And then he stays for a couple of years, goes on to the NFL like a Jeremy Macklin, becomes yeah. a big star. Yeah, and at a place like Mizzou, you can step right in and be a star right away. You, you know? can. Uh, he'll Listen, probably we're, do that This is anywhere. our recruiting pitch. Exactly. I, I mean, mean, he would he would walk on to you know, Georgia yeah. between the hedges and be great, yeah. uh, to be honest. But you know, Mizzou, I just love what Eli Drinkwitz is doing there, and I'd love to see a kid like that. But honestly, BK, like th- this St. Louis area has got some – players. Oh, does it ever. And I went to the Mizzou, uh, Mizzou game last year. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, they played Georgia, and I had forgotten how much fun it is to go to a game. And that was with a small crowd. That was with the you know the COVID and everything. Uh, love going to Columbia. I really I haven't gone to Champaign yet, and I would love to go to a game at Champaign too. But going to a Mizzou game is a lot of fun, and hopefully the people will get back there and support this program, and then we can get athletes like that to go to Mizzou and, and the SEC is so tough. It is. And so and, is so is the Big Ten. Yeah. And look, I know Illini fans are, are sitting here at ten eleven. We're like, Tom, you've been on the air for five minutes and you've not mentioned <laughs> us yet. Uh that's a good win for them. Yes. I don't care how far, far Nebraska has fallen. I do not care. Illinois is a program that needed to get off on a great start under Brett Bielema so the people believe mm-hmm. and Bielema has them. I mean, he hasn't believing. That's a good program that you beat yesterday in Nebraska, 30 to 22. It took a backup quarterback to get the job done as well. That's very promising. That tells you that the depth around your quarterback is also very good. And you've got uh, a team that's believing in what he's selling. So Illinois wins that game 30 to 22. They had fans in the seats and I'm a big believer in everything that goes on in Illinois. I, I think that Illinois has to be good for this region to succeed. I think this it's better when Illinois is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always said that in basketball. It's one of the underrated places in the country to see a basketball game. I yeah. love going to games there. But this Illinois football team has a great tradition, 
And they have resources around here. St. Louis, Chicago, Indianapolis. I mean, there are cities drivable, but in between there, you can go get talent. And this guy's going to get it. The Bielema is going to get some talent. So this is a nice start. I'm not saying Illinois is going to go run to a bowl game this year, but they're going to be a program to watch. Yeah, I hope so. And and it's it's always been a mystery to me, and I know there's a lot of competition out there for that the talent in Illinois, including Missouri, including Notre Dame, including other schools. But I just still don't understand how Illinois is not a better football program. So I certainly hope they turn it around. And, I mean, I remember the days going to the Dome and watching Mizzou in Illinois. It wasn't that long ago. And what a great way to start seasons, or, you know, early in the season to have. I'd love to see those games again. And uh, both those programs, they're on their way up. And uh, Eli Drinkwitz, you know, you got the 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 honeymoon last year, got off to a good start. Let's uh, let's keep it going. Yeah, very good. I'm excited for college football. My alma mater mm-hmm. is Indiana. They had a, a magical season last yes. year. I know there's a lot of hype around the program, but I, I believe they're going to be really, really good. That'll I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm buying in, but based on what I saw last year, all of their defense is back, basically, and they're adding more pieces. One guy, Marcelino Ball, who sat out last year with an injury all season, starting with the first practice, I think he got hurt. Uh, he's back. Uh, Mike Penix, who gets hurt a lot, their quarterback, is they got to keep him healthy, but he's super talented. First games at Iowa. I know we have a lot of Hawkeye fans listening oh, yeah. right now, and they've been chirping me a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> I love them. You know, my uh, my cousin went to Iowa. I've got a lot of family ties to Iowa. Uh, we're coming for you Saturday. It, you know, we're this for time you of year, I think it's the sun angle, and then the humidity when it eventually drops a little bit. It just smells like football. I love and it. And it's so I, good to hear the whistle, to hear the crack of the pads, and uh, it is that time of year, Tom, and I'm excited too. I love it so much. And on top of that, my other alma mater, MICDS, slew. How do you let that happen? MICDS goes into your house and wins. 42-28. Oh, boy. I, I'm excited about that, too. I, I love uh, – I'm going to get into a little more high school football this year. I good. think we've got good talent. Oh, you know, yeah. it's it's important uh, to grow it. Parents are excited. Everyone's getting back together uh, during this pandemic where people feel a little bit safer getting out because mm-hmm. they're vaccinated. So, uh, uh, good Don't f- forget my Spartans, man. They, they I know. beat Edwardsville. Edwardsville is well. always a good team, too. My so. daughter goes to Ladue. They put the hammer on Westminster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to, to what the season looks like uh, all Great around. Great time of year. 10-15 on Sports on a Sunday Morning. We'll see how Mike Schultz is doing with the media if he's wrapped things up there, and we'll get with him in just a moment on KMOX. Back after this. Time to get the inside scoop on the Cardinals 2021 season with Redbirds manager Mike Schiltz. Welcome to the Mike Schiltz Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. It's 1018. We are joined by the manager of the Cardinals, Mike Schiltz, live in Pittsburgh after he just visited with the media in the dugout. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well, Tom. How about yourself, sir? I'm doing well. How was that visit today? Everything all right with uh, with the members of the media who you just saw like 12 hours ago? <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody's doing great. That's good. After a, a, a late game and coming back, I, I've always uh, marveled at how you and the fellow managers do that. You meet with them a lot, don't you? Before the game, after the game. Um, it's a little different today with uh, the restrictions, but you still have plenty of time answering questions. Yeah, no, I mean, it's part of the job, you know, to be a mouthpiece of what's taking place for the team. And, um, you know, listen, we're blessed to have the opportunity to to share the information and, and to be able to to uh, 
you know, they're a conduit to our fan base. And so, you know, listen, it's, uh, it's a privilege to be able to share the thoughts of the team um, with the group so everybody can know at least, uh, you know, for the most part what's going on and some of the thoughts. Well, good, and and that's what this show's all about, although I ran into uh, your wife, Michelle, recently at the ballpark, and we both talked about how much uh, we do enjoy this conversation because it's just a couple guys talking ball and people are listening in. And so I, I, while I do answer, I ask some of the similar questions of the media uh, in sessions like that, I'm not going to make you repeat a lot of the things that you said, but we are going to talk about yesterday, the day sure. before, back-to-back wins, how you came back from Thursday, and it's been a good series for you, hasn't it? I mean, here you are on the doorstep of uh, the opportunity to win another series and keep plugging along. Yesterday had to have been a lot of fun on a lot of levels. I mean, you saw some explosion of offense, and you saw another marvelous outing by number 50. Yeah, it starts on the mound. Um, we know it was fantastic again, terrific in control, um, you know, very efficient, a lot of quick early outs early on in the game. Um, and then we were able to to score, score early, and then score often, and then uh, add on, which is important. And then Wayno did his part to, to um, keep the door shut and uh, left after seven with a healthy lead. And, and uh, you know, Junior Fernandez Whitley was able to able to bring it home. But I love the the offensive um, production. And again, I love the, the adding on part that that basically just um, allowed us to know we were in control and and it was our game. Absolutely, and you get some great, great output from Tommy Edmond. He had four hits yesterday from Dylan Carlson, who hit a home run, and I don't think, uh, I know, didn't realize that he hit a home run. That had to be pointed out to him. Uh, that's how close baseball is, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, he thought he was robbed, so, um, you know, that was, that was a lot of emotion. You hit a ball that well, and you go, okay, it's got a chance to at least be a double, get out of the ballpark, and, you know, trajectory was getting out of the ballpark, and then Alfred went back and made a heck of an effort on it, and and uh, wasn't sure whether he'd caught it or not, and it looked like he may have, and then um, realized, okay, gosh darn it, you know, and then, uh, oh, he didn't catch it, so it's, uh, you know, whirlwind of emotion, but, you know, happy for Dylan. He had a really, really good offensive game yesterday, um, little unheralded relative to some of the other guys, like you mentioned, Tommy, who was tremendous, and so was fabulous as well. Oh, so, so, so good. I want to circle back to him in a moment, and then, you know, you – you look at Paul Goldschmidt, he is just annihilating the baseball here this month. And he's been good all year, but just lately, he's really punishing the ball. Two for four yesterday with three RBIs, Mike. His batting average is up to 288. Uh, this is the Paul Goldschmidt we've been seeing in the National League for years, doing damage in the NL West and other places. And now here he is on your club. Yeah, he's been good for us, man. He's been a big part of our 19 club that won the, won the, um, Central and you know series away from the World Series and was a key member of our club last year through the, all the adversities and he was a consistent rock um, and has been a good this year and great um, and in August as you mentioned and um, great job last night you know Eddie runner second nobody out and got two strikes and just wanted to make sure he could put it in play and and uh, you know at a minimum move him and. Hit a little ball over the first baseman's head for an RBI single, and then hit a rope down the left field line for a double to score Edmund from first. So he's uh, he's swinging the bat well, playing well defensively, made a nice play on a, on a ball, and uh, done a nice job across the board. Yeah, he did. Paul Goldschmidt batting second in the order today. You have Tyler O'Neill third and Nolan Arenado fourth. You started that a week ago. You let us know that on your radio show here that you were going to make that change, and how has that gone for you having uh, those two, three, four? Oh, it's going well. You know, I mean, Carlson slipped into that three hole. Mm-hmm. O'Neill missing time with the back um, this past week. You know, through three and a half games, and um, 
you know, but uh, separating Goldie and Nolan is, you know, um, something that decided to take a look at. And, and I think both are comfortable in the spots they are, and the offense has looked, uh, you know, overall mostly uh, positive. Yeah, and Arenado hit a home run for you just recently uh, early in the game, and it's just a matter of time before he goes on one of those tears again. Uh, you have Yachty batting fifth, Carlson sixth today, Edmundo Sosa back in there at shortstop batting seventh. You're riding the hot hand, and yesterday, boy, was he hot. Four for six, two triples, five RBIs, three runs scored. He was everywhere. Uh, just in general, what has he brought to your club, Mike, Edmundo Sosa? Uh, he's, he's played well. He, he's uh, performed. He's played good defense. Um, he's really swung the bat. He's got some timely hits. He's made some, um, you know, just some subtle winning plays um, that have been instrumental in, in winning some games. And he brings a good energy to him. He's done a nice job. And, um, you know, it's at the expense of Paulie right now, who's, who's actually, um, you know, his July and August have been pretty positive in his defense relative to, the league has been really excellent, but, uh, you know, Sosa's um, really performed extre- extremely well and you can't ignore it. No, that's right. And it, as you mentioned, DeYoung is a very, very solid glove and still working on getting things right. But in the meantime, Sosa uh, has been great and the Cardinals won the game 13 to nothing. Now back to your starting pitcher, Adam Wainwright. And a lot is being made, of course, of him turning the big 4-0 tomorrow, but Hey, I'm 46. I mean, I root for guys like that. But at the same time, I mean, if you follow Adam Wainwright, uh, this is what he's been doing his entire career. I mean, he's in good shape. There was that one period of time, granted, that he would questioned whether he'd be able to continue physically, but he worked at it. He came back, and Mike, he pitches like he's, uh, you know, 25. And and that's a, that's a mindset, isn't it, Mike? It's a mindset. It's also a dedication. You know, it's it's really a combination of things. The mindset that you still have the um, the mental fortitude to want to compete and to expect to compete at a high level, which he clearly does. And and uh, but it's also a dedication physically. Um, you know, to to your craft, and it's a dedication that took place. You know, when he was a younger player, that allowed him to put himself in a position to to stay relevant and and um, highly successful you know, at the time he's at now in his career. Um, and it's also a function of his heart. You know, he's got a passion and a heart to play. You know, him and Yachty are yoked similarly. Um, you know, they're about to have their 300th um, start together, which is an amazing feat. Um, but both of them still have a, a real passion for the game and the desire to compete. And That's a, you know, you think about that and people, yeah, you like to compete. But gosh, man, you do this for as long as they have and as grueling as this can be year in, year out. Um, you know, sometimes that can wane, but not one iota. He's got as much passion now as I think possibly he's ever had, and that's all those combination of factors um, allow what he is, you know, what we're seeing now. It is really remarkable. 299 starts with Yadier Molina, who recently announced that he will be not only back next year, but next year will be his last year, and then we'll wait on Wainwright. I mean, look, I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't pitch again, but also, you know, he's not a a video game character, you know, these are human beings and they have decisions to make about their lives. And of course we'll all respect and wait for that moment, Mike, but I, I got to think that Yachty's got the recruiting pitch at full throttle right now. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got an opinion. He's definitely going to have the recruiting pitch out. I think, um, you know, Wayne, is going to also make a decision based on what's best for his family and, you know, where his family, but he's got a beautiful family clearly with, um, you know, that are getting bigger and older and he wants to be a part of. So, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a decision him and his family make. Um, 
for the greater good, but clearly Yachty, myself, and the organization and Carl Nation are pulling for him to come back. There's no question about that. And what a week it's been just to celebrate Yachty or Molina, the fact that he's coming back next year. And I, I like one of the first things he said, Mike. He said, I want to bring the trophy back to St. Louis this year and next year. So let's try to win two more and go out that way. It's And uh, here you are. I mean, I you know, I've been thinking this team's going to sneak up on some people here in, in the standings. And now you're sitting, I, and I know that there's work to be done today and you're about getting wins, but you're three and a half out of the wild card. You know who you're chasing. They're playing you tomorrow. Uh, a lot still ahead of you, Mike Schilt. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, we, we show up, play every day. We'll take care of Pittsburgh today and go out and compete. And, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, it's not been a, um, easy ride at this point for this club, but it's gotten them, you know, it makes us stronger. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to invest everything we can with this group um, every day, all day. And, you know, whether it's, you know, we feel like it's going to be good enough, you know, we're, we're pushing, scratching, calling, continuing to get better. Um, you know, everything's getting laid out there every day in preparation and on the field. And um, that's all we can ask. And uh, this group's uh, dealt with a more than his fair share of adversity and, and, um, and that's and still right there and scratching the call. And so we'll uh, continue the fight. You have Kwon Young Kim going today. KK, I'll ask you about him after the break. And the pitcher who closes the games for you is celebrating a birthday today. And we'll talk about him and much more with Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. Uh, we're not going to keep him too long today because this is a, we're talking about an hour and a half before they take the field. So we'll wrap this segment, take a quick break, come back with a little bit more of Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. Always a treat to have him live on the Mike Schilt Show, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Welcome back to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. It's 1032 on a Sunday morning, hot here in St. Louis. Mike Schilt is in Pittsburgh for the final game of this four-game set. The Cardinals set to go at 12.05 today against the Pirates with Kwang Young Kim on the mound. Mike KK is back in the rotation. Jack Flaherty is on the injured list. I'll ask you about him in just a moment. But as for KK, the decision to get him back as a former starter must have been uh, that, uh, of course, is is something that you're very comfortable with. And how is he looking and feeling? Well, we're going to find out. Um, You know, a couple stints on the IL and um, came back, was in the bullpen and, Threw well in an extended roll last time out, 45 pitches. Ball came out good. Uh, stuff looked crisper. Um, so we'll see. You know, he's, he's got some rest since that outing. And, uh, you know, he'll go out there today and we'll see what we can get out of him. Hopefully uh, he's able to be efficient what he's doing and throw a lot of quality strikes, get a lot of soft contact, and get us some innings. As for your lefties, John Lester, let's start with him. Is it uh, Have you made it official yet that he'll start? Uh, in Cincinnati, right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, Lester, uh, Lester, Miles, and Hat. Um, so uh, he's done a nice job for us. Competed to give us a chance to win baseball games, and I think he's getting a little better as he goes. Yeah, he has. Boy, Hap. I mean, I'll tell you, there's one thing about what happened on Thursday, where the game gets away from you late uh, to to come back and have good pitching performances. Uh, all across the board is obviously important, but for Jay Happ to step up on a Friday and do it again, uh, you you do count on your starting pitcher the next day. What's the old saying? Momentum's as good as your next day's starting pitcher. In that case, 
he switched the momentum pretty quickly, didn't he? Uh, great job, and, and has been since you acquired J Hap. Yeah, that can definitely be true. You know, that's why you know I talk about the starting pitching is important, man. You know, mm-hmm. having that quality start every day give you a chance. So, um, you know, Happy did a great job again. Got uh, into the sixth inning and um, tremendous work. Was efficient in control. Good fastball. Good changeup. Um, just pitched really well. Has done that um, since he's been here. He's done a nice job for us. And Miles Michaelis pitched on that Thursday game that got away late. And I love what he said after the game. Love what he said after the game. Somebody asked him, what would you say to Henesis Cabrera? He said, forget about it. Uh, something along the lines of go have another beer. You know, forget about it. <laughs> I mean, Henesis Cabrera has been really good, let's be honest. And the performance that day, sometimes we've seen it before, Mike, haven't we? saw it with John Lester uh, at the start of a game. Games can uh, unravel pretty quickly when one pitcher's out there. It's, you know, eyes on you, and and it was just a tough day. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think unravel's a little harsh, you know, mm-hmm. and I get it. You know, people use the word meltdown. Um, the guy got hit. He didn't unravel. He didn't, he wasn't out there, like, lost. He didn't have a meltdown. Um, you know, Alex Reyes hadn't had meltdowns necessarily, you know, they, you know, he got hit. Um, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, he had a little soft liner in the right. He had a ground ball single to left. Um, now Polanco drove one, you know, in the gap and, and Sestugo hit, a, hit, you know, a mistake out of the ballpark. So, um, this guy's been phenomenal for us. Um, it, it reiterates how, you know, how quickly things can happen, how challenging this can be. And the other side's trying too. And it was, um, it was a bad inning at a bad time when we're in a lead, you know, um, it's basically, you know, we played 27 innings of baseball here and, um, that's really only the rough inning we had, but man, it really cost us no question about it. But, um, miles advice, you know, I wouldn't share with the kids, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's accurate. Just, Move on. This guy's been phenomenal for us. A big reason, you know, talk about anchors and consistency. And Hennessy has been fantastic for us. And he had a moment where, you know, he got hit. And they, um, to their credit, so, um, you know, getting back out there and it, it, it stung. But you know, team bounced back and punched back. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, we we talked about it last week. The guy hadn't given up a run since Wrigley Field on July 9th. Uh, it, it, I mean, he's, it's just one after the other. He's putting up zeros. What do you want? And so right. he, you know, he has, yeah. and nobody threw the parade for him then, you know, <laughs> you know, we, you know, and cause you take it for granted. Cause oh, he did his job. Great. You know? And, and, you know, sometimes even the press afterwards, like, you know, we talk about, you know, mad dog will say Mike manager, pitching coach, you know, we'll let, we do our job so the other guys can be the heroes. And it's true that, you know, we talk about the starters. I mean, we'll talk about the relievers some, but, you know, we'll talk about how we scored offensively and, you know, we just, oh yeah, we had a seven, you know, scoreless seventh or scoreless eighth with Gio or Alex, you know, the day, great night. And, um, you know, unheralded, but the second man, those guys give it up a little bit. What's wrong with them and what do we got to do? And, and look, I get it. If it's continual, I, I, I understand. But man, when a guy's been dominant for almost two months, it's like, uh, you know, it happens and it's nobody's, there's no way to blame necessarily, but, uh, it, it was unfortunate, and you know we didn't like it for sure. And um, he'll 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 rebound. I'm confident. 
Yeah, and Alex Reyes would know all about uh, the pressure of pitching in a, in a big moment, and he has been really good for you. Big birthday today for Alex Reyes. He's 27, and something that I noticed about him, and Ricky Horton, I think, also on the broadcast noticed this, that confidence in his slider, man. When he starts to put that where he wants it, you can just see it. Uh, he is as effective as can be, and Alex Reyes has been very, very good for your team this year. He's been really good. Happy birthday to Alex. And, um, you know, he's had a few hiccups. You're going to have him in a role, especially magnified at the end. And, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, hadn't been a couple games hadn't been what he or we would have liked, but man, he rebounds nicely. And, uh, the other day was a great opportunity. You know, he, uh, gave up a, a, a base hit to Alfred who can really run and, and took a bag. And so he's got him at second base and, and, um, Managed to a filthy slider to your point to Reynolds, another good slider for a take, um, and then was able to get the ground ball out uh, to Hayes. But, uh, you know, he's done well. The, the slider's a really nasty pitch, one of several for him. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mike Schild is with us. I only want to keep you for another minute here and get you back yep. to your ball club, so thank you. Uh, what is our Dolan Memory Care Homes memorable play of the week? Uh, good week, a lot of memorable. Um, don't want to slide anybody. Wayne, it was great. Um, a lot of big hits. Goldie's been great, but I think the biggest play for me was yesterday when we had uh, base loaded nobody out, and uh, then we had base loaded two out, hadn't scored, and then Sosa got the the bases clear and triple. Oh yeah, absolutely right. And here is how it sounded: it's Edmundo Sosa in the second inning. One ball, two strikes, two on, one out. The pitch to Sosa. Swing and a line drive left center field. That ball gets down. It's in the gap. It's going to the wall at the 410 sign out by the bullpen. Molina scores. So does Carlson. On to third base. Sosa has a two run triple. Two nothing Cardinals in the second. But he wasn't finished third inning. And the pitch to him is hit hard into right center field. Long way to go. They reach up. He can't catch it. That's going to the wall. Cardinals score one. Here comes another. Yadier Molina's headed home. And he's going to score another triple. A triple for Sosa driving in three. His fourth triple of the year, and it's 6 nothing Cardinals. There it is. What a day for Edmundo Sosa. The play of the week sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes, where they have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit DolanCare.com. Mike Schild, always a treat. Uh, go get him today. Good luck and safe travels to Cincinnati. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Have a blessed day, sir. You too. There's the Cardinals manager with us on KMOX. We're going to be joined by John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, in less than 10 minutes. We'll touch on some other baseball when we come back right after this. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We are back, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX 1044. Great to hear from Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. Good win for the Cardinals yesterday. Really good. 13 to nothing over the Pirates. They go for the series win today. And if they can get that, they will continue to keep an eye on what the Reds are doing. It's a little fun, isn't it? I mean, come on. If the Cardinals uh, can find themselves two and a half back today, going into a three-game series against the Reds, is that not significant? 
If the Reds don't play well, the Cardinals can find themselves in this second wild card spot. If the Reds do what they've been doing and keep the Cardinals and keep the stiff arm on them, then they will not make the playoffs. But you know what? You get six games to determine what that is. And you've got six head-to-head matchups with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, The Cardinals and Padres have the same number of losses. Just so you know, they are tied in the loss column. The Padres are two out of the wild card. They're 69 and 62, and the Cardinals have three games in hand on them. They are 66 and 62, so you got a chance to get uh, even or pass the Padres here pretty quickly. The Padres are pulling a 2011 Braves here. I mean, they just they're dealing with all kinds of stuff, whether it's injuries or self doubt or uh, you know things can spiral a little bit. Uh, the Padres are having some trouble. They're facing some good competition. They won't be this week. They've got the Diamondbacks, so you got to be careful there. Uh, but the Padres got no hit by the Diamondbacks recently. You know, I mean, things can happen uh, fairly quickly in this game. And the Cardinals sit three and a half out of a wild card spot, the second wild card spot in the National League. The Padres are two back, and the Reds currently have that second spot. The Dodgers going away have the first wild card spot, but they're not too far behind the Giants in the division. They're two and a half games behind the Giants. So either the Giants or Dodgers are going to have that first wild card, and then it's a fight for wild card spot number two. The Cardinals have the Pirates today at 12.05. Kwon Young Kim is pitching today. And it should be interesting to see how this all shakes out with KK, the lefty. We're going to talk to John Bozalock here in just a couple minutes. Will Crow is starting for Pittsburgh. He's 3-7 and seven with a 5.46 ERA. We'll see how the Cardinals handle the righty. They're going with Edmund Goldschmidt O'Neill, Arenado Molina Carlson, Sosa, Bader, and KK as their starting lineup. Meanwhile, scoreboard watching, yes, we will. The Reds and the Marlins. Marlins got the Reds yesterday by a final of 6-1. to one. Today's game favors the Reds because they have one of their best pitchers on the mound, Tyler Molly. Uh, he's 10-4 and four with a 3.69 ERA. On the other side, it's Jesus Lazardo, who's 4-7 and seven with a 7.91. He's a lefty. You're going to have to hope that Lazardo can find a way to keep those Reds lefties off the board and just the Reds in general off the board. They they come at you with righties. The Reds are going to go with India, Stevenson, and Castellanos, one, two, three, right out of the gate against this lefty. And then Joey Votto, who hits everybody, bats fourth in the order, and he's been hot. That game starts five minutes after the Cardinals game, so you can kind of toggle back and forth and keep an eye on what's going on with the Reds and the Marlins as the Cards sit three and a half back. And then there's the aforementioned Padres, And the Padres right now are taking a day off. It's a strange Sunday off. You don't see that very often, but they do not play today. So you could pick up a half game on San Diego with a win here today. Uh, That's one of those uh, interesting days in the schedule. And then tomorrow, the showdown. I mean, it's, it's happening. Tomorrow, the Cardinals at the Reds, wherever they are. Uh, If it's four and a half, that wouldn't be ideal, but it could be as little as two and a half if the Cardinals win today and the Reds lose to the Marlins. And you've got six games still to play against Cincinnati. Lester against Castillo in the game tomorrow between the Cardinals and the Reds. 540 start right here on KMOX. The Padres will be playing at the Diamondbacks. I mentioned that. Paddock's going to start for San Diego. An 840 start at Arizona. We're joined now by Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosaloc, for our final segment. 
Mo, we appreciate it very much. How are things? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, good, and I'm, I'm sure you're well after what you saw last night. I mean, a, a performance like that from number 50 and a win 13 to nothing where just about everybody is knocking the baseball around the ballpark uh, is a good day to be the president of baseball operations, but you won the day before that, and now you go for a series win. Uh, what is your view of the club right now? Well, look, um, you know, obviously we're playing games that we have to win. And, you know, so when you think back to, to Thursday night, very disappointing, good bounce back on Friday. Obviously last night, um, a lot of offense, uh, key hits. You know, you're getting it from some different sources, which it's nice to see. So having Sosa had the kind of night he had last night, bringing a lot of energy to the club. Um, you touched on Adam Wainwright, who, you know, candidly has been kind of our rock this year. Um, whenever we needed a, a game, he's given it to us. And so that part's great. I think like really it's, it's sort of taking the approach of, of, of just being day to day in that moment in, in that space of, of what we have to accomplish today. Don't look too far ahead. Um, seriously can't get past even today's game as far as like really thinking ahead and from a player standpoint and a team standpoint, you know, certainly uh, when you have a game like last night, you do have a little bounce in your step. But what we what we need to see with this club is sort of that carryover and and get on that little run. Um, you know, mathematically, we're we certainly have chances to to find our way into October. But you know, looking past today, our schedule becomes very real. And the good news is we'll be competing against teams that that we need to sort of beat or, or at least make a statement to. Um, but in the meantime, as we play as a team, it is, is really critical. And, you know, as you get into September, that's when you start to see things like fatigue, people getting tired, or do people react differently and start to have that extra bounce in their step. And, you know, candidly, that's what we have to see from our group. Um, you know, on September 1, we can expand rosters up to 28 which is very different from what we experienced back in 2019 when you could bring up to 40 so how you manage that and and what you see happen with this roster and making sure that we stay fresh and we stay focused is really probably the, the most important part of the next 30 40 days yeah, the guess would be here, and of course this is a decision made by uh, all of you here fairly soon, as you said, um, Wednesdays when you can start expanding that roster is that you bulk up on some pitching. Uh, you've taken a couple of hits here recently with Andrew Miller going on the IL and uh, Jack Flaherty. So I, I had Mike Schilt on earlier this hour. I didn't want to keep him too long because I know he's about to manage his club and take the field. Uh, so I did not get around to asking him too much about Jack Flaherty, but that's where uh, you and I can chat a little bit about that. What What is the latest you can tell us on that? And the team uh, seems to have rebounded from that so far. Well, we're still waiting um, for, for some more medical information before we put out a timetable. And, uh, you know, once we gather that, um, understand it, then we can make decisions. But hopefully uh, we get to a point in the next couple of days where, we have a solidified plan and, and one that we, we have um, confidence in. And then with regard to just the overall roster makeup, I would imagine of the two players that we can bring up on, uh, on Wednesday, definitely one will be a pitcher, if not two. And Dakota Hudson is pitching uh, down in Palm Beach. He had another uh, good outing. What are you hearing about him? And uh, what's the review on Dakota Hudson, who led your team in wins not long ago? 
Yeah, so we're excited about what we're seeing out of him. Uh, most importantly, uh, he's feeling good. He's he's gaining a lot of confidence, and I know that like he's looking forward to taking that next step at a higher level. And um, I have not gotten a report on how he felt today, but if everything goes well, uh, there's a pretty good chance like he could make his probably next appearance maybe up in Springfield. So, um, yeah, we are pretty bullish on him on, on possibly even seeing him at the end of the year. Now, this is where September rosters are so different than anything we experienced before. In the past, if you're on the 40-man, you just come up. Mm-hmm. But for us to make a spot for Dakota, that means he actually has to be able to contribute because um, it's hard to just bring somebody up just to check a box. I mean, we really want them to be able to pitch. Um, it is something that we agree it would be great if he could do. But ultimately, if um, we were to activate a Dakota, for example, that means someone else would either have to be optioned or outright it. What is the latest on Jordan Hicks, who I know had been throwing recently? So right now he's looking pretty good in, in terms of how he feels, but I doubt we'll see him in St. Louis this year. So one of the things that we are talking about is would there be some possibility of, of maybe getting some winter ball action to have a little bit better gauge on what we might be able to expect for next year. So I would put next to Jordan Hicks name right now, TBD. TBD on Jordan Hicks. And finally, before we go here, this has been a big week uh, emotionally for the St. Louis Cardinals organization. You had hall of fame weekend last weekend and, and the reminiscent, you know, all, all these great names and thinking about days of, of the past, and then Yadier Molina says, I'm signing a contract extension, and by the way, next year is going to be my last year. And the finality of that hits, there's a still a lot to come for Yadier Molina and beyond his playing career, to be honest, uh, in terms of contributions to this organization. But what has that been like for you, John? I mean, you go way back to when you drafted him in 2000. Yeah, obviously, I have a very intimate seat at that table. So um, I think I think one of the important parts was was recognizing that next year is his last year. I, I think that does a couple things for the organization. It allows us some planning. It allows us to to sort of understand that when we talk about an end, the end is 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 more uh, defined. And you know, obviously, someone that's worked with Yadi from day one, he's a, he's a very special player uh, to me personally. Just of everything he's meant to this organization. So, you know, it's, it's something that I don't take lightly. I, I, I know there'll be a time where when his career is over as a player that he probably will likely want to do something with the organization. And, of course, those doors will be open for him. So um, I think all of us as, like, Cardinal fans, we are so lucky that we've had these, these two decades of, of baseball with him. And I think, you know, next year is going to be a nice moment for all of us to just show great appreciation for that. Yeah, there will be an electricity in the ballpark for sure each time you see four. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And it's been uh, this year has been as you we started out talking. It has been a roller coaster. Uh, one week isn't like the next week, but here you are. I mean, you've got an opportunity in front of you. You got the Pirates today, the Reds tomorrow. Wish you the best, John, and I always appreciate the visits on sports on a Sunday morning very much. Thanks for jumping in a little early than your normal time so we can get you uh, to Cardinal Baseball here at 12.05. That sounds great. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it. John Mosella, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, with us on KMOX. 
Good to hear from both Mike Schilt and John Mosellock. Our producer is James O'Sullivan. I'm Tom Ackerman. Joe Pott is coming up next with the pregame. So we will set it up for you with an 11-10 start uh, for the pregame and a 12.05 first pitch. John Rooney and Ricky Horton have been calling the action up in Pittsburgh with Jim Jackson, Mike Claiborne, Mike Shannon. What a team we have in this radio crew. We are back to Cardinal baseball right after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.